Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Hold on to your hats, your fantastic red hats, that is, like my guest today, Legina, founder of the Laray Infinity brand. You guys, I'm so excited to bring Legina to you for several reasons, but this woman is unstoppable. One, I love her fierce, driven, purpose-driven heart to serve women, particularly her sisters, women of color. I love what she's doing, and I wanted to bring her on the show because even people like Legina, who have an amazing podcast called Lorraine Infinity, Let's Talk. She's an artist. She's a self-ascribed party girl with a purpose. I want you to hear from her because Legina is out there doing her thing. She is developing her brand, her mission, and not just in this distant way. She's developing her passion, pursuing it to deliver it to a very specific audience. She's an encourager of women. And that's what we do here on this podcast. So it makes sense that we partner. So listen, viewers, listeners, I want you to support Legina and her podcast. All the links will be in the show notes. I love her energy. And I love the fact that she gasses herself up and she gasses you up. Hey, full disclaimer, friends, in this episode, there is some profanity. I'm going to get out of the way and let Legina share more with you about her motto which is to tell your story, be your own brand, live your truth, and stand in your moment. Please enjoy my conversation with Legina of Laray Infinity. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. We met serendipitously. So weird. Um, But the couple times we talked, I'm like, oh, I like Dr. Sherry. This is good shit. <laughs> yes. And I love listening to you on Instagram and I've checked out your podcast. And so I'm just really excited to have you on the show today because originally, it's interesting, this podcast started out specifically for women and really to share stuff that we don't really talk about. Sometimes we talk about with our closest friends, but sometimes we don't even talk about this stuff with our closest friends because we think there's something wrong with us or there's something like, I'm not supposed to be thinking like that. Like, I can't let anybody know I'm thinking like that. And um, so originally this show started out for just women and now I'm re- branching out um, to also host men. But you are such a powerful woman. I'm like, okay, I was going to switch back and forth and do man, woman, man, woman this this season. But I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to have Legina on the show because I love your vibrancy. And that comes out not just in the quality of your message, in the power of your voice, but in the beauty of that hat, girl. That's (laughs) boss right there. I like that. Thank you. I love my hat, too. Um, I randomly got it um, during COVID season, you know, Shopping has been like a therapy always, but during COVID, it's just like, I'm like, oh my God. And, um, you know, me and my sister were actually doing a a girl kind of staycation and there was an outdoor market and the tents seemed far enough apart and the vendors had masks on. So we were like, should we go? And we went and I, and I was supporting another black entrepreneur and I bought this hat from her. So, and I've been rocking it out, especially in all my like virtual stuff. (laughs) Nice. I love it. I love it. Now, see, I don't do hats. I do like, you know, winter scullies because it's freezing outside, but I don't do like fancy hats. I've just knit. I don't know. You know what it is? It's not that people can't rock them. It's if you think you can't rock them, then you can't rock them. And I think I can't rock them. So I don't. 
Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So thanks for being on this show, Legina. This season, we're talking about a difficult topic that um, has become pretty popular right now simply because of the pandemic, not even right now. Over the last, you know, eight to nine months, there's this hashtag of, you know, alone together, which I think is garbage because I think there's a lot of people when they feel alone, they don't feel like they're together with anybody. That's the whole point of feeling alone is you don't feel like anybody gets it. You don't feel like anybody has been where you've been. And the purpose of this season, I want to highlight stories of people who have not only been in those dark alone spaces, but people who have used them to, to truly grow, to thrive, to flourish. And I know you're one of those women and (laughs) I don't know all of your story because that's my commitment to the listeners and viewers and to you as the guest to keep this interview as authentic as possible. I don't like to know that much about you before we dive into a conversation on the show. Um, So let me ask you this, Legina, is there a time in your life and that time could be in the present if you would be, you know, if it's there and if you'd be willing to share, but has there been a time in your life in which you have felt alone? And um, you really didn't think anybody else understood where you are or could understand where you are. Yeah. Um, When you're talking about being alone, it can come in several different levels. That's right. Um, I'm 35. I'm a middle child. I'm a hetero black American. Mm -hmm. So there's several different levels of being alone. Um, As a middle child, I'm always like, nobody understands me. Um, Is somebody that is an A-type personality and and speaks out and um, can seemingly be thriving. Mm -hmm. Those are sometimes times of being alone. You know, you hear about the celebrities that uh, commit suicide, like Anthony Borden, like that Mm -hmm. one fucked Right. Um, Cause he, he killed himself, but like I'm watching him on TV and he's just thriving. Right. right. Apparently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what is, so what does that actually look like? And, and so when you talk about, are there times that I feel like I've been alone? Of course, 2020, it's odd enough. I feel less alone mm-hmm. <laughs> than I have in a while, but I also think that has to do with me putting a protective cocoon on myself when my, when my dad died. And I, I used to call it dark Gina, right? 2018 okay. dark Gina came around and, and even coming out of that, people were like, Oh, I didn't realize that you were going through something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, being a podcaster, moderating, facilitating, mm-hmm. um, you sometimes hear people are like, check on the people that don't seem like they need to be checked on. And I don't think I was ever in a place where like, if somebody checked on me, it'd like save my life. Um, But there, those are the things that we're talking about. And so that's definitely what comes to mind is that, you know, in 2020 with this alone together thing, Mm -hmm. one thing I did think that came from it is that people were more willing to hop online and open up and have conversations. Um, And also, like you said, through your podcast. Mm-hmm. When you told me about your podcast, our podcasts are very parallel yeah. with what we're trying to do, what we are doing, what we're achieving. Mm-hmm. And I recently opened up the conversation to men. So I'm excited that you've oh, done that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I do feel alone. And yeah. sometimes that is masked, I guess you could say by the word thriving. So yeah, let, let's dig into that. I love this because it's legitimate, it's real, and it's something that, 
I want, there's two things in particular that I want to highlight that you just talked about. One, I feel like it's thriving alone in the limelight or thriving alone. And I went by limelight. I use that term loosely. I don't mean, mm-hmm. you know, on the red carpet Academy Award limelight. I mean, I mean limelight, right? You're leading, you're, you have a following, people are watching you, they're listening to your message, right? You're a messenger. And so you're leading in that way. And when you're in the limelight that way, and you're, you're setting a stage like we are on this show, like you're doing on your show, you're setting a stage to talk about these things that people don't really talk about. People look to you as a person who's got it all together, mm-hmm. um, as the person who they couldn't possibly have these thoughts. And so I love that you bring that up because you are my person. You are my person to bring some truth to this show and to the people listening, because I know that a lot of the women and men now listening, they feel like that in their lives. Mm -hmm. I know moms feel like that. I got to keep it all together. I've got to be the CEO of the household. I have to do this. I know business people feel that way. I know, uh, you know, specifically entrepreneurs feel that way. Like there is something um, wrong with you if you admit to any sort of frailty or doubt about yourself or this dark Gina, you know, side that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's dive into that a little bit because um, I think it's easy, almost easier for people to talk about being in an alone space if they're physically alone outside of a relationship. But when you're surrounded by people, Like we are, I mean, I know that we're doing a lot of stuff remotely, but we're surrounded by people. We're surrounded by personality. We're surrounded by relationship or opportunities, at least for relationship, right? So here we are in a different space and you just touched on that, how maybe that's been a space that you felt alone in. So if we could focus on that a little bit specifically for the people listening and watching, I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that once you, whether you're accidentally put into quote unquote, the limelight, because it looks different for everybody. The limelight could be five people that avidly follow you. Yes. Um, But in my case and and in my walk, it's one of those things where, you know, in my podcast, I say, you know, women telling their unapologetic stories the way they want to tell them in their own time and own Mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. And so being unapologetic and being very intentional and being very transparent. It's not always easy. Like when I'm talking to my guests and when, you know, even when I'm hosting or something and just being really authentic about who I am. And, you know, all these words are like charged right now, right? They're be authentic. authentic. Yeah, right. (laughs) But really doing that, right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> they really? do have real meaning behind them. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. And, and you know, people will be like, I'm being unapologetic. And then you turn around and you're like, I'm sorry. And it's like, no. Um, and so I, I, I live in, I live in my cancer light. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, I live in my cancer light. Uh, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I say stuff sometimes and I'm like, oh, I said that. And everything else. <laughs> So I, I just, I'm just really trying to be transparent and honest. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if, if I am having a problem versus acting like I'm not, um, and people are looking at me, I talk about it. I talk about my dad passing, um, when I'm having an interview with women, um, I'm not necessarily affirming them, but if something happened to me or I can relate to them yeah. or I can just sit back and listen and then be like, yo, that was fucked up or, Oh, good job. Yeah. Um, that's what I try to do because I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. I am, I am fabulously flawed in so yes. many ways. Yeah. 
that I think that w- when we're going down that road, um, I just don't put on a persona. <laughs> like if yeah. I trip right now and I fall out of my seat, I'm going to be like, <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> right. You know, that's, it's so good. I think that um, I, I actually was talking with a friend of mine and I said, you know, I bet people don't realize, and I'd, I'd be interested interested to know if this affects you as well. But some days I wake up as a you know I'm a I call myself a messenger. I'm a a, a speaker, a writer, a podcaster, a coach. You know, but in all of those uh, venues, I share my message, right? Mm-hmm. But there's some mornings when I wake up and I have significant doubt in my head, like. What do I have to share that's of value today? You know, who really needs to hear what this little teeny itsy bitsy thought is in my mind? And I and I remember I told her, I said, I bet you that people that follow me, you know, regardless if it's Dr. Sherry or just Sherry, people who follow me would never think that in a million years that mm-hmm. you have these doubts. And to me, that is an alone space, but it's not so alone anymore because I've used it to bring people like you on the show and shed light on it and talk about it. But yeah, I too, I would say I'm a, um, I'm a person who likes to bring the realness of my experience, the rawness of my experience and what I'm learning, not just there's a difference, right? It's not just about sharing or lamenting or uh, grieving something that you're going through. It's about sharing what you're doing with that. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, I think, in being a leader with being in an alone space and sharing the dark spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about you? You wake up in the morning, have doubts? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think the more I know, the more that you put yourself out there, the the scarier it is. Like you're getting mm-hmm. closer and closer and closer to Isn't the leg. That, that seems so counterintuitive mm. that you would think the more you put yourself out there, the more accustomed you become to it. No, I don't think you become accustomed to it until it becomes a practice. But as you're doing it and as you do it the first time and you're like, just like I said, I'm like, oh, shit, I said that. But it's like, yes, I said that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I always tell my listeners, I'm like, give me feedback. Talk to me because I don't know. I'm talking into a mic or, um, you know, I say things to people and they just have this blank stare. And I don't know if it's because they felt comfortable and they were like, oh, like there's me, you know, me as well. Or, um, but even in this dating app episode. So I started, let's talk on the side. Right. And that's just me and me talking. And I'm like, I don't know if people want to hear that. And in the dating app episode, I'm talking about one of the apps and I'm like, well, I wonder what it looks like. Cause it's one of the apps where if you're the woman, you can swipe. And if he swipes, you have to do the first like conversation. Okay. And I was like, you know, that's heteronormatives. But I was like, I wonder what it looks like for like my gay people, my, my dudes. And one of them, I didn't know he was gay or maybe he's not. He didn't really say, I don't care. But he was like, oh yeah, Gina. He goes, uh, on ours, you just it's just whoever talks first. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, oh shit, people are listening. And it wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's great. You could, yeah, people are listening. Um, and I, I have that same experience, I think, from time to time. It's not so much anymore, but I'm like, oh, I said that. Well, here's, here's my belief about that. Like, I believe that everything that we speak speaks to somebody who's hearing it at the time that they need to hear it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I believe that. And so I don't believe there are mistakes. And if I say something that, you know, inadvertently hurts somebody, I know that I'm going to 
be confronted with that in myself to be able to say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about that and I want to amend that or I want to add to that. You know, um, I think that's the other responsibility of uh, just being being humble, like feeling alone in the limelight requires me. That's one of the things I've learned about myself is uh, to be humble mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that I don't know it all. And so in in the vein of thriving, Legina, we talk about thriving being learning about yourself. It's really a growth process. And so my question for you is if you could share a little bit about maybe what are one or two things that you feel like you have learned about yourself as a person, how you have grown yourself as a person because of being this alone in this alone space in the limelight. Yeah. Uh, The first thing I learned is that thoughts and opinions and emotions are not monolithic, right? Um, and we feel alone in them. Something happens to me. I think I'm the only one. I go into this dark spot. And then years later, when me as a person, I decide I'm comfortable with it and I say something to somebody, you know, 10 people are, oh yeah, that happened to me. No big deal. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have had this perspective 10 years ago, five years ago, a day ago when I was like, oh my gosh, you know? (laughs) And so even processing that and then when I say things and the things that I think is I say them, I used to be worried and I'm like, oh my gosh, what happens in, you know, a day or a month or a year when somebody listens to this podcast and then they listen to a more recent one or when they hear me speak in person and my ideas and my thoughts have changed. And Mm. once again, one of those unapologetic moments, right? Because in a moment in I'll use an extreme one that people have problems talking about abortion in a moment. Let's say I thought one way about it and I thought it was horrible. And then I know a friend that gets sexually assaulted and gets pregnant and she wants an abortion. So do Mm -hmm. I know? So what I said before, is it still my opinion? And am I allowed to say something new? And I've learned through being on the mic and being at the forefront and all these things that I do where people are seeing and hearing and, and ingesting yeah. and digesting what I say that I, I can develop opinions and yes. thoughts and change them. And I can grow. grow on camera. I can grow on the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. I like that. So, but you said two things there. You said in the alone space, my thoughts of feeling alone are not monolithic. And then you said, you talked about being, sorry, I took some notes. You talked about being unapologetic as you grow mm-hmm. on the mic. So can you break down the first one for us a little bit more? Yeah. Um, like I was saying, so the whole reason I started the podcast is because people tell me things. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm somebody that people feel comfortable talking to. Um, and I'm also, I was raised to very much, if it's if it's your thought, if it's your secret, it's not my job to tell those secrets. That's so right. I'm a secret keeper and I have a horrible memory. So you could have probably told me something and I'm like, unless you mention it again and I go back into my go-go ba- gadget brain, right. I'm, you did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Regina's okay, okay. the best person ever to share a secret with. Okay. I'll remember that. That one's tough. Yeah. yeah I really, I, I love having the secrets, but I, I don't feel a need to do things with them um, until the podcast. And I was just like, okay, women, we're, we're going through these spaces. We're moving through mm-hmm. them. The backslides not happening as fast. Uh, most of my friends are women of color. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh, these things are happening. Like the, the birth stories and mm-hmm. being in the hospital mm-hmm. and doctors not listening yeah. uh, to the pain threshold yeah. and, and 
all these things. And I'm like, hey, friends, sister, cousin, will you get on the mic and share this story with me that you told me in confidence? Because I believe and I know that other women are going through it. Mm -hmm. And so when I started the podcast, um, I I was humbled, straight up humbled Mm -hmm. by all my friends and my family members just saying yes. And so we get on there, we do that. And, and so that's what I talk about when it's not monolithic, like we all go through some shit and as women, we're very much like trained and conditioned, whether it's on purpose or an accident in society to make other people comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not right all the time. (laughs) No, it's not. And let me ask you this because, um, we have to talk to ourselves differently as we're learning, as we're growing. And if we really believe that truth that other people are going through or somebody else is going through, how do we, how do you, let me ask you that. How mm-hmm. do you in this space, when you're in those moments and you're having those thoughts and you're feeling like, even though, you know, logically other people are going through something similar or you're not really truly alone, you feel alone. So what do you do? mentally, logically, to get yourself out of that that emotional space of untruth that says nobody could possibly know what I'm going through. Yeah. Ooh. Uh there's a lot, there's a lot of ways to go about it. So I I definitely think that maybe not age. I always say that age and experience are not parallel. Some oh, they say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Age and experience aren't parallel. Um, There's people that go through things and shit in one year that um, some people don't experience in a lifetime. And I I can use the example of myself. I didn't have daddy issues until I was 32 and my dad passed. Mm. And then I had daddy issues. Right. And so dealing with that in my 30s is way different than dealing with that when I'm a teenager. I had my dad that said, I love you, baby girl, and you're beautiful and all this stuff. So I don't have those issues. And so as I realized, (laughs) I look back at experiences and how bad I thought they were. And now I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm like, they weren't that bad or they were bad in the moment. And I I respect that. So I respect where I am in the moment. But I also realize that where I'm going and how I'm going to get there needs the moment that I'm in Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to either cause the experience to, to make you push harder or just so that you don't do it the wrong way later on. So I just keep reminding myself, even right now, like when you, when you ask that question about, do you wake up in the morning and doubt yourself? Yeah. This morning and yesterday, particularly, Mm -hmm. I was like, I looked at something I'm working on opening um, a space here in Houston for women. And I see another space open up. Right. And I'm like, Oh, cause that's the, the investors. I'm like, fuck, like the investors, like they keep asking that, but yeah. then I'm like, no, Legina, you go back to your regular argument. Like there's 5,000 gems yeah, and gems get funded. And then I'm in the mirror putting on my little eye stuff for, for <laughs> I'm not a good makeup person, whatever it's called. I, sh- whatever. And I'm in the mirror and I'm using, I'm using, um, an entrepreneur here in Houston. Uh, it's Lamique beauty. Her name's Kim Roxy. And I'm using her makeup and I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of makeup lines out there and she's doing it. And she wasn't the first one to do it. Right. And I'm like, fuck this Lagina, You got it. And I do my, I do my pose and I'm like, you a bad okay. bitch. Oh, you a bad bitch. And I, I just have to do that. And, um, yeah. I know people do 
affirmations and yoga and yeah. stuff. And sometimes affirmations seem like cheesy, but yeah. uh-huh. I think just like with meditation, like you don't have to follow the plan or the subscribed yeah. way yeah. that people yeah. tell you to do it. I found that when I meditate, going into this state of writing helps me. And yeah. I find my power pose and my affirmation yeah. has a lot of cussing in it and a lot of gas in me up. And that's yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. So perspective. I hear you talking about perspective and I th- I hear you talking about putting your emotions and your thoughts in their temporal place. So mm-hmm. remembering that, okay, this is how I felt at one time, not judging that. And knowing that part of the growth is knowing that those thoughts change. That mm-hmm. so I think that was a critical point of what you said that whatever I'm feeling right now is legitimate and it's not eternal. Um, yeah. So putting things in their temporal place, I think um, that is one of the biggest keys to getting through something in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because in the moment, in those dark spaces of feeling alone, they feel, they can feel so overwhelming and so um, never ending that we convince ourselves, literally, we convince ourselves. I mean, look at Anthony Bourdain. Look at Kate Spade. Look at, I mean, who, Robin Williams. Who, all of these people, right? In that moment, they convinced themselves that this was it. This mm-hmm. was how it was always going to be. And that's intolerable. So I had to mm-hmm. you know, get out of that. And I am totally not, you know, presuming what they thought. I'm just putting an umbrella understanding of what it's like when people come to the end and choose to end. It's because they're convinced at that point of something, whatever that finality is for them. I don't know, but they've become convinced of it. And so I think that is one of the beautiful tools that I've used is, yeah, I feel this way. This sucks. And this isn't going to last. Yeah. Um, My brand motto is tell your story, be your own brand live your truth and stand in your moment. And literally I was like laying on a couch one day and those like phrases kept going through my head. And I was like, I need to write this down. This might be a thing. (laughs) Like, because it'll go in my head and slip out just in a quick moment. Like if you heard the back end of my podcast and I'll be in the middle of asking a question and it's like, nope, lost it. But you know, when I'm talking about, yes, all the time. Um, When I'm talking about telling, tell tell your story, like speak it. Don't hide it. Tell it to remember it. Tell it to celebrate it, you know, and then, you know, be your own brand. That comes from the fact that like, if you are your own brand, you are your biggest fan, you gas yourself up and it's not always easy. I'm not saying that, but like, I am my brand. My brand is me. Like if I'm Lorraine Finity, but my name is Legina. And so Lorraine Finity comes from my first and my middle name. And there's a story behind that. But I really think that, um, when you're thinking about business and who you are, you can be your own brand because that represents something. It's mm-hmm. bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be, tell your story, be your, live your truth. When you're yeah. living, <laughs> when you're really, really living in your truth, it's not always pretty, but you don't shy away from it. And I mean, man, there's so many times my truth is not pretty and I'm still talking about that yeah. truth and still being okay with it and being able to, forgive myself for some of it and also celebrating the stuff that maybe I thought wasn't a big deal because I was going through it, but I did some cool stuff and I'm like, Oh my God, I did that. Why didn't I celebrate it more? And then, and and then that ties into standing in your moment, like Mm -hmm. stop for a second where you are and stand in it. 
whether it's the shit that you're turning into fertilizer to make mm-hmm. something grow or standing in like your absolute excellence and what you're doing, because if you keep comparing yourself to other people, you're never yeah. going to realize your greatness because, you know, this is a big deal being on somebody's podcast. Somebody yeah. took time to ask you yeah. to do something. And if you mm-hmm. brush that over, yeah. you're, you're missing standing in your moment and being like, yeah, yeah I'm on her podcast. Dr. Sherry yeah. asked me to do this. <laughs> it reminds me of the movie. Yes, man. With Jim Carrey. Did you ever see that? I don't know. <laughs> basically, he said, basically, he goes to this motivational speaker and the motivational speaker is like the answer, the key to life is to say yes to everything, right? Mm. And so he goes through life and somebody's like, hands him a flyer and he's like, do you want to take guitar lessons? And he's like, yes, you know. So anyway, he has all of these phenomenal experiences, some of which are ridiculous, you know, but um, he has all of these phenomenal, phenomenal experiences that grow him as a person. And so when we pass up, those opportunities. Uh, to me, that's because we're thinking so narrowly mm-hmm. with, um, like to use your word, thinking so narrowly with our brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's another movie with Eddie Murphy and okay. it, it's this wisdom tree or something. He gets cursed slash blessed by uh, like a Buddhist, somebody, a shaman. I don't know. And every time he says a word, a leaf falls. Okay. And by the end, he has to communicate and appreciate things in a different way because he can't speak because every time he speaks, the leaf falls and the premise is by the end, if all the leaves fall, you know, his life is over. Oh, okay. And so he starts appreciating his family and he starts seeing his kids different and he starts seeing his job different. And he realizes that sometimes less words and more listening are better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so when you talk about Jim Carrey, it brought me to that movie with Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good. See, all right. So now we're both going to have to go and watch both of those movies. Um, But I love this, you know, telling all of you, all your, your motto, it ties into these, basically your motto is things that you learn in the alone spaces, because you don't learn those things um, Mm -hmm. in spaces of comfort. You just don't. I mean, you don't, you don't grow. You don't stretch when things are going well, you don't need to, Mm. right? We grow and we learn through adversity. And that is through our adversity is our own story, whatever that adversity is to us. And so I think that's beautiful, beautiful wisdom. The other thing that I wanted to add to that is it's not just that you miss out on your greatness, so to speak, when you don't tell your story, when you don't what what were your words? Be your own brand. Uh, when you don't live your truth, when you don't stand in your moment, but you miss out on your opportunity. You miss out on your people. Yeah. You miss out on opportunities to serve people who need you. And that is my firm belief. Like, man, if we wake up and we have breath in our lungs and we have something to say, then there's somebody on this earth who needs to hear it. Yeah. So, you know, my attitude is when I'm in the alone spaces of, for example, podcasting and uh, let's say I've check out my stats or whatever. And I'm like, okay, they, they're looking good, but they could look better. Right. Yeah. See, okay. Yeah. Right. We, right. You look at your stats and you're like, okay, they're, they're good. They could be better. This is nice. Oh, that's surprising. Um, I, you know, the, have listeners in Russia now that's weird, but okay. maybe. You know, okay. Can we talk about that real quick? Let's talk about it. Go. Because yeah, <laughs> let's talk because I, I was on my analytics and you know, it was uh, probably November. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm getting listeners all over the world. Yeah, yeah. we're global. And then I'm like, Russia. 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 And it's two. It's two listeners. I have six. Okay. 
in Russia. Okay. And and then, you know, places, South Africa, shout out to my South Africans, yeah. you know, Australia, big up to my Australians. You know, I, I've interviewed two women from different places in India. So, of course, I have listeners sure. in, you know, every place around India, India that Indians live. Yeah. But Russia. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's, it's funny because so my, I've, I've had listeners on six continents, but it hasn't been until the last two months that I had Russia. I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah. I get nervous, but you know, if because <laughs> I, the, get nervous. I get nervous, but you know, at the same time, I want the stories of women and yes. the conversations yes. of women and the fact that I want everything woman to be normalized. Yeah. If people are listening, especially of these stories of women of color in the United States yeah. and the stuff that actually happens to us, and it's not a myth, it's not being yeah. gassed up, but it's actually being iced over a lot, like icing over a cake. Mm. And, and so if people can hear these stories, like yeah. you were saying about being in the box, like getting out of that box and understanding, mm. I think it brings people to this equalizer and this commonality because as we like grow as humans and you realize that the box that you're in, if you step out of it and you see other people, you can understand more of what's going on in the world. You know, that includes um, not having the one black friend, right. But, Mm. but having the diverse body of friends and the friendship and and celebrating the color because we are not colorblind. Why? Hell no. I see colors. I wish I was a little bit more chocolatey. The older I get, I fall into my Davison jeans and yeah. I get a little bit more yellow. I was chocolate cherry okay. when I was younger, okay. but like, um, I see color and people yeah. need to see color because of the danger. Yeah. And so when we're talking about Russia, that's the same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So cool. Like you're listening to this black American girl yeah. tell the stories of a whole bunch of yeah. diverse groups of women. So I'm like, big up. What up, right. Russia? <laughs> and, and so that hits exactly on the point that I wanted to make is that when you are doing all of those things, I love your mo- your motto. I think it's beautiful when you are doing that with the ultimate message of being you and um, celebrating you, not conforming you, not trying to mold you, but being you, defining you, celebrating you, going out and being you unapologetically, like you say. I think that's beautiful because we're going to reach the people that need to hear the message. Because mm-hmm. if you are, and I'm not going to say fake because that implies some, some, some sense of being malicious. And that's not, that's not what happens. I think people are misled into thinking they need to um, have something that's formulaic, something that the influencers are doing and something that um, other, if other people are doing it this way, then I must be doing it that mm-hmm. way too. And so uh, maybe this is just an opportunity for you. Let me ask you, I have my own thoughts, but this show is not about me. I have my own monologues on Fridays, but um, what are your thoughts? How, what do you tell that person who is struggling with that? Maybe they're an entrepreneur, maybe they're a woman and they're looking at other people and they're comparing themselves and they're going, I know what my story is. Um, I want to I want to live in, in that. I want to celebrate my moments, but I'm really struggling when I look around and I see other people doing it and doing it successfully this way. What do you say to them? I don't have an answer because I struggle with that. Right. Um, I I keep reminding myself that like I can, I'm genuinely happy for people. So I celebrate the fact that I'm genuinely happy for happy for people. Mm -hmm. And I keep reminding myself that my time is coming. I'm a hard worker. Mm -hmm. I 
I'm genuine. I care about people. Um, you know, my brand is a social impact brand. So I do realize it may move a little bit slower. Yeah. And even in the um, alone times, you know, I could have been off camera crying, which I wasn't today. But you know, (laughs) there are days that I'll be crying and then I'm like, okay, Legina, pop the eyes a little bit, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I have to realize that I'm not being fake even in those moments. That's right. I'm just getting endorphins. Yes. The more people like feed off of me, the happier I am. But I have to be careful that my thriving isn't always when I'm in a low point. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I, because I, I notice that I'm really good at thriving or seeming like I'm thriving or seeming like I'm okay. And so even like through the podcast and over the last several years, it's me saying, no, I'm not okay. You know, how are you, you know, because when people, how are you doing and everything, I'm very well. How are you? No, I'm like, you know, today's a fun day. They they regret when they ask me that. Don't ask me how I'm doing unless you want a real answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to give you a real answer when I ask. Um, You don't have to give me the real answer, but I'm asking genuinely and not in passing, you know, because that's that's something we do. So my my answer to it is once again, like standing in it and just realizing where you're at and being okay with it and and being willing to change it. And, you know, word of 2020 pivot, 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 pivot. Well, okay. So speaking of pivoting, let's pivot right now. Let's talk more about you and how you're thriving in your business. Legina, tell us about Laray Infinity, how it started, what the mission is, what you do, and how you can serve the people listening and watching. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Laray Infinity started <laughs> is with my art. And my art brand was actually my eye artistry. Um, like I, like I, um, and I think I may go back to that eventually, but as the, my eye artistry grew, um, the Wait, year, my eye, my eye, my eye, my eye, my eye, okay. I'll play on words, like okay. my eye artistry with yeah. my eye. So Got my it. eye, um, and you know, I may move back to that eventually. Um, but in 2018, when my dad passed, this, this is this moment of thriving, right? Mm-hmm. I did a full art show with a full art series launched a brand and turned into a sole proprietor that year. Wow. I, and I had to do it just to stay sane. Okay. And everyone, oh, you're doing so good. And the art show was a success. We raised like $1,400 in a night wow. for Whole Planet Foundation. Um, I had two artists in an artist loft with some of my old favorite paintings. Um, one of my clients came down, uh, came I guess up from Laredo to pick up a piece that he purchased after I posted it on IG. I had, I had, um, uh, Casita Boricua, a food truck, um, there. I had love fats, ice cream. I had Dolce Vita tequila. I had, um, the international wine, the Texas international wine competition, pouring wine. And I had this beautiful art series called birthright. And it's my blood, my skin, my royalty. This is actually a piece from it. And so, my blood is red. My skin is seemingly black and gold for my ancestors and my, my crown and my royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thriving, right? Like it was good, yeah. but I was still dark Gina. And I yeah, was, so, yeah. I was so sad. I felt empty. I really mm-hmm. did. I was so sad. Um, and so the, yeah, that's one of those moments, like a, a, a most recent personal moment where 
it, it seems that I'm good. It seems I'm okay. And I, and I was good on the surface. And I think that's what was really counted for me right then. It's like, I just needed to keep going. So yeah. I, I didn't, so I didn't become ugly. So I acknowledged that I was like, I'm dark. <laughs> and apparently my dark wasn't dark. People were like, but you were like, I'm still giggly. I'm still fine and everything, right. but everything felt like, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting that done. Okay. So, wow. So how did you, you, you mentioned, so that is, that it's true thriving. That's using pain as your fuel to mm-hmm. grow. Prosper. Yeah. So th- tell us a little bit about y- when you and I chatted on the phone, you have a radio show, um, you have your podcast. So you, th- it, this is a whole, it, this is an umbrella. This is your brand. So, yeah. um, and, and tell us more about like where people can find your art, where people can find your podcast, what you talk yeah. about. If you're looking, if you're looking for guests, this might be an opportunity to find somebody mm-hmm. who fits with what you're looking for and the message that you want to share and uh, tell us about your radio show. Yeah, absolutely. So my, so my brand kept growing cause I'm doing, you know, all this philanthropic stuff. And then like I told you, then I'm like, Oh, I need to do a podcast. I was, I was geeked out on NPR. Okay. I, love NPR. I still love NPR and MSNBC, but I'm listening and NPR does these great podcasts. So this format yeah. starts coming into my head. And so I start doing the podcast. And since my brand is Lorraine Finity. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's do Lorraine Finity. Let's talk. And, and let's talk came because I'd be like, Hey girl, let's talk. Like with my friends, I'm like, bitch, what's up? Let's talk. So yeah. it just became natural. You know, lo and behold, it's probably the only thing in the podcast realm that I did not research. Okay. Legina, everybody has let's talk. So if you're looking for my <laughs> podcast, type in Lorraine Infinity and okay. you'll see Lorraine Infinity. Let's talk. I have a Got fly it. on logo, all that stuff. Okay. Um, and so the art is under Lorraine Infinity. The podcast is under Lorraine Infinity. Okay. And, and being an entrepreneur now, I'm opening a co-working space, a workspace, scratch co-working, a space here in women, uh, a, a space for women here in Houston okay. to collaborate, build community co-work and be creatives and, Mm -hmm. and their teams that they lead. And so all these culminate into me finding a problem, which is that, you know, I'm an artist, I'm a podcaster. I do this, I do this, I do events and I help through my philanthropic endeavors. I help fill in, um, you know, nonprofits put on events. And I'm like, I'm always looking for space. I'm always looking for a place to be comfortable, comfortable. I go into some spaces that are meant for working and it's like, Officey and super blue. Yeah, yeah. Or I see a whole bunch of people that don't look like me and directly white males. Mm-hmm. And it's always cold in there and all yeah. these things. So I was like, that's the problem. And a lot of people that I know that need these spaces, women, women of color, don't know anything about them. So we're missing yeah. a huge target market, right? Because entrepreneurs are right now women, women of color, black women mm-hmm. winning. But the target market is slowly gearing toward them. And so I'm like, oh, there's other people, too. And so the solution is the us space. And so I'm working on funding it and getting it open Um, in the third and or fifth ward of Houston, where, you know, it's there's there's deserts. You know, we commonly hear food deserts, but there's all kind of deserts like the resources just skip there or they're put there through a grant and they get yanked out or they're half-assed done. So I'm just working on having a space. It doesn't mean people from other areas can't come, but there's a lot of people within 
um, neighborhoods that are looked over and communities that are looked over that need support. And so I'm starting with the us space um, yeah. for women and their teams, like I said, to collaborate, co-work, build community and create. That's beautiful. Thank you. Love that. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing. And hey, is there anything that I have not asked you, Legina, um, that you wanted to be sure to share with the people watching and listening now that you've got this captive audience, including those six people in Russia? Yes. Six, seven. And we'll make it eight because I'll make sure I share this on my platform. Um, I, okay. So you asked about the radio show. So, um, you know, I'm, I just closed out season two of let's talk uh, where women are telling their unapologetic stories, the way they want to tell them in their own time, in their own words. Mm -hmm. Um, I started the spinoff. Let's talk on the side. That's just a personal challenge. Um, it's one of those things that I'm fabulously failing at. Like I'm learning quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm missing my, my, my targets. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it is fine. Yes. It's fine. Um, so I, I, I need to build content in that. And then I also, like I told you, I brought men into the conversation. So yeah. we have, let's talk on the side or let's talk to men about it. Okay. And it's not a battle of the sexes. This yeah. is talking about women and talking about women's perspective, you know, through the scope of me and maybe some girlfriends that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. And I've packaged it all up in a cute little bundle. Okay. And, you know, I, I have a radio spot on All Real Radio okay. um, out of Houston, Texas, in the third ward. Um, Denise is the co founder and GM. Um, and Drew, uh, Drew's the GM and Denise is the co-founder and they really have this beautiful radio station going to build um, voices and okay. amplify the community and mm-hmm. the things going on. And the first thing I asked when I signed, I was like, okay, y'all, because I know y'all have heard me. I cussed just a little. Um, <laughs> I know and- we're going to, I might have to like, I might have to bleep the the big one, but we can probably leave okay. the other ones just for the audience. I don't know. We'll see. But I might just say, hey. Just be aware. This is yeah. Just put, and just she's put, being real. Yeah, just put a warning on the front. That's what I researched and yeah. did. But um, so um, the first thing I asked when I, I I joined the 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 radio when I was having my interview to to be a part of this radio station, I was like, okay, because um, you know they go over everything, and they're like, do you have questions? I'm like, yes. My first question is censorship. How does mm-hmm. that work for you? Because I I always say it. I want my guest to feel free to yeah. go where they want to go and they, yeah. and, and, and they should and will, and yeah. I'll be there on the ride with them. I'm, right. I'm backing them up. I'm gas in the tank and everything. Right. Um, and so I really appreciate that all real radio is, is letting me um, like double my platform because I'm, yeah. I'm packaging my podcast into a radio spot. And eventually, you know, I have this beautiful radio voice. So I do want to, yes, um, Thank you. I do want to do live shows and everything, but right now as I'm transitioning and learning, um, it's really cool to have my podcast in a radio spot for two whole hours. So that's oh, incredible. Thursday. What a yeah, gift. Thursday nights, Thursday nights from um, 9 PM to 11 PM central time, you know, the adult time, <laughs> the the appropriate time for my podcast. Sure, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. me. We're just normalizing everything in the conversation about women through Let's Talk and the spinoffs. Okay. Love it. Thank you. So we're going to include, you're going to get all those links to me so we can include those in the show notes <laughs> so that everybody knows exactly how, when, and where to find you. And Legina, <laughs> the last question that I ask every guest, and you are no exception, is if you could leave the listeners and the viewers watching, listening with one truth that you don't want them to forget when the show ends, what would that be? 
my one truth about thriving alone Mm -hmm. is that you're going to learn lessons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lessons are something to be learned. I always roll my eyes, but it's so true. Like stuff happens for a reason, but, 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 but things, things really do happen for a reason. And sometimes you don't always understand the reason till a lot later. Yeah. And sometimes you go through things to help other people understand mm-hmm. themselves. And, um, I, I talked about this with, um, a woman of faith that I know, um, and I listened to her sermon because she did a sermon in another country and it was like at four in the morning. So I jumped on YouTube and I listened to her sermon and she goes, hey, let me ask you um, what your takeaway was. And I said, you know, I'm really starting to get comfortable with the fact that my path, <laughs> I'm an off-roader. And when I go off my path, sometimes it's to bring people back to theirs. Mm-hmm. And so really like when you're thriving and when you're alone and when you're not thriving, acknowledging accepting, understanding, trying to grow and understand who you are all the time is so important. Yeah. Um, in, you know, in, in this road called life, called, called life yeah. and, you know, in your failures and in your successes, you learn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes it, it's, it's easier not to say something, but you feel better when you do. What an energizing, authentic, engaging conversation with my new friend, Legina. Please do, friends. Go and support her. You can go to LorraeInfinity.com to learn about all that she does and to find out all of the different platforms and areas in which she serves her community of women to uplift them, strengthen them, and encourage them. I hope that you have found that to be true for yourself today as you've listened to Legina's message of thriving alone, even in the limelight, even in the struggle of coming up and believing that it is going to be your time. Be sure to follow her on Instagram, Facebook. I think she's doing some stuff on Clubhouse now. And just another heartfelt thanks to Legina for joining me on the show today. Friends, join me this Friday for a solo episode where we're going to be talking more about developing and using thriving thoughts in a way that sometimes you don't think it's possible in a way that sometimes you don't think you can stick with. And I would love to invite you to join my Thriving Thoughts texting community. All you need to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, to 540-369-2139. Join me. Join us to engage with three Thriving Thoughts from me straight to your text messaging inbox per week. And you get to respond to me and we get to engage. I'm your personal Thriving Thoughts coach. Friends, do please share this episode with a friend, not just this episode, but this podcast. Remember, this episode and this show and Legina's show is being listened to all over the world. So we would love your shares to other points on the map, to other people that come to your mind right now that need to hear this message. I so value your support, and I look forward to seeing you right back here on Friday for another episode. Until then, friends, remember to speak truth over the lies, and you will thrive.